Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Fortune Casino. Nothing else comes close. Be better. I want better tomorrow than I saw last night, last game. Just want it. That's it. So I'm not satisfied with, you know, where what Owen did or anybody else did the other night. Great. We got to win. Love it. But, uh, you know. We got to get better. Don Granado from yesterday. May it be Don Granado every day until the ultimate prize is hoisted. Do better, be better. Honestly, I I hope Don never refers back to being as outgoing and cordial as he has often been. Like I I want I want direct, um, maybe like a bit agitated Don every single day because this group needs to be better I and I, lo- I love it i mean he's not condemning them right no he's not condemning them <laughs> and two two things i want to point out to this number one i always felt like it was a negative for me not a negative for me that's how i was built and internally but i would win a big game mm-hmm. the buzzer would go off guys would be like, already good job and i'd be like Okay, like we won, good. Like, what's the next game? Like, where I won another win. It was almost like I was never satisfied with a win. Yeah. It was like because a win is just a win. Like winning a cup is like now you can be satisfied, right? But a win yeah. is a win. So anyway, so I always felt like something's wrong with me because I was always looking at it. and and in losses it was the same thing. Okay, whoop de doo, we lost. We're like, what's the next game, right? So I almost felt like it was a negative, which is not it's just the way I was. And number two, um, I have loved Dawn. You know, since he got here, the Granado effect and everything. But if over the last maybe three weeks, a month, mm-hmm. I think he's been a little sharper with some of his response, and not in the the insightfulness of it, more of the directness of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe I'm going to blame Tim Graham for that. And and without Tim Graham knowing it, but it was kind of funny because. Tim showed up one day at practice and started asking questions. I think it was post-game, actually. Post-game. Yeah, okay, perfect. Showed up and started asking questions. And when I was playing, and if a guy like Bucky Gleason or Jerry Sullivan like showed up in the locker room, usually meant things are not going well. Because mm-hmm. those guys are the columnists, and they come out, and they want to write a big piece about how things are crappy or whatnot. Well, Tim Graham is kind of like that same guy. Now, he's been around for a while and you know, with the athletic. But he didn't come in because things weren't going well. He just came in because he was filling it for Matthew Fairburn, who was, um, you know, away for a few days. So, unbeknown to Don, you know, 
Tim was just basically doing the beat for a little bit. And I think Don kind of saw Tim Graham coming in as a, he's just coming in because things are not good. You know, that's like the reaction that sometimes you have inside the locker room. And he started answering questions a little bit shorter and a little bit sharper and a little bit more like, I don't like what's going on around the team right now. Mm -hmm. And it followed yesterday. I was, I was happy with his response yesterday. Look, you won two in a row. Whoop to do. How about you try to win three in a row? How about you try to win four in a row? Mm -hmm. You know, power play scored two goals in Montreal. Whoop to do. Like, that's not good enough. Like, let's keep building on that. So I love, I love everything of it. I'm going to say that uh, maybe, uh, unwillingly, Tim Graham may have had a little impact to it, but that's, uh, yeah, take the credit when I give you credit. Okay, well, you went in a direction I wasn't anticipating, and I can't <laughs> validate anything you just said, but uh, I will say this. They are up against the hottest team, a, an example of yes. the hottest team, uh, because I don't want to um, discredit Winnipeg, Edmonton, Florida yes. at the moment, but um, at 8 and 2 the Kraken are coming in and obviously have never lost to the Sabres. So Buffalo tries to be the last team to defeat to be the, the Kraken. Kraken. And in the history of the game, um, <laughs> the Sabres right now are the only team that hasn't beaten another franchise. So, um, yeah. Well, they'll get two tries this year, right? And then, No, we're not looking ahead. No, I'm, I'm saying, but but you don't want to look ahead. That's what I'm saying. This is the one. Like, John right. is saying, this is now yes. where you got to do it. He's not even wanting to talk about the homestand. Good. Focus on tonight. It's the only thing to focus on. Um, the one thing about the Sabres Kraken head-to-head matchup is that it will feature a different goaltending battle tonight than what we've seen over the past two seasons. It'll be Devin Levi for the first time yep. for Buffalo, and it'll be Joey Decord with the Kraken for the first time for that franchise. That's a no-brainer because, obviously, he has been lights out here, including um, a standout showing for many to see, not enough, but many to see on Winter Classic on New Year's Day. And uh, Decord had one head-to-head meeting with the Sabres. That was his NHL debut. Um, with Ottawa, and they lost 5 nothing here. But uh, it's a different so, matchup. So, What are the Seattle Kraken? What deep. are they? Deep? You find the Kraken deep in the ocean, and this team is as deep as there is in the league when fully healthy. Their four lines, if Schwartz is playing tonight, I mean, it's almost hilarious how it's presented on daily face-off right now. I would love to see how it's presented actually on the board in the, the room, room yeah. on, in the Sabres room and how it gets communicated, you know, from a Kraken standpoint, like, hey, you know, this lines up, this lines up. And the reason I, I was almost in disbelief when I saw it projected with Schwartz in was that their all-time goal-scoring leader, their all-time leading points-getter, Jared McCann, 40-goal yep. scorer last year, was listed on the fourth line yes. with Karche and Burakovsky. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh. And then I'm going, okay, well, I, I, I'm not going to take issue with the Beneers line. I'm, I'm not going to take issue with the Wenberg line. And I'm certainly not going to take issue with the Gord line. So, okay, you have four lines that could almost mirror one another with how mm -hmm. they play, but they could also go off script a little bit, like not be counted on necessarily for the offense, but for a little bit of a grind factor. I'm, I'm deep is a good I, word. I'm impressed, but I don't want to get too far ahead because we live in this world of streaks and ups and downs. And Connor Clifton's going to share some of that with us too, yeah. coming up here um, from a Sabre standpoint and what he sees in the Kraken. But it does on paper, Marty. 
Um, it, it is incredibly interesting, this matchup tonight, partly because Buffalo's never beat Seattle and maybe because we're seeing Seattle at their best right now. So Although, I think, you know what? Last year, oh. this is insane. Remember how good they were last year? Yeah, they overperformed their expectations well, to maybe. a certain extent. I mean, they, they were what their record was, yeah. which was a 100-point team. They had a 12-1-1 stretch. Yep. They had an 8-0 and stretch. And on top of that, they had two other five-game win streaks. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. That helps because all you got to do is play barely 500 hockey for the rest that's of it. And that's 30 wins yeah. in four separate streaks. Like, holy cow. And remember, they were fourth in the NHL last year in goals, right behind Buffalo, who was third. The goals have dropped off this year, yeah, but, but they've never had. This is the best goals against average they've had at this point so in time. here's the thing what are the kraken yes they're very deep yes uh they've had the support of joy Decord. he played 10 of the last 11 games right for the seattle kraken when grubauer went down with an injury chris drieger came in and played a really good game as well like but it was only one it's been joy Decord that whole time but they are a good defending team they are fourth right now in the NHL in five-on-five expected goals against, basically saying, like, they don't give up much. They give right. up about 29 and a half shots per game. But when you look at the scoring chances and the high-danger chances, they don't give up much in that department. Philip Grubauer did not have a good start to the season, nope. which set the Kraken back. And Joy Decord comes in, and he's playing with house money, and he's like, all I got to be is, is good and steady. And this team's going to win. But I think Joey Decord has been better than Steady. Yes. He's been really, really good. But, again, they are a really good defensive team. What are the Krakens? They are a five-on-five hockey team. They do not take a lot of penalties, mm-hmm. and they don't get on the power play that often. In fact, Duffer, they are fifth in NHL in time shorthanded, least amount of time shorthanded. So they don't take penalties a lot. And they're 25th. In power play opportunities, we talk about the Sabres mm-hmm. not drawing penalties a lot. The, the Sabres are 24th in power play opportunities. Seattle gets on the power play less Unless, than the yeah, Sabres. Yeah. Like, they're a five-on-five team. That's and what they are. And yeah. very good at it. And because they roll the four lines and because there's another thing. Like the Sabres, well, not right now, but Rasmus Dahlin was leading the Sabres mm-hmm. in scoring. Now Casey Millstadt got back ahead. Mm-hmm. They got a defenseman leading the team in scoring and Vince Dunn. Yeah. Like, it's not the offense that is like, hey, we have this stud players, right? Yeah, they have Matty Berniers, sophomore years, not producing like he was last year. Jaron McCann not scoring like he was last year. But it's Vince Dunn that's leading the way offensively for this team from the back end. So one of those very few teams in the league where a defenseman is either leading or close to leading their team in scoring, just like Rasmus Dahlin with the Sabres. So... In a stretch of 10 games where they have gone 8-0-2, and I promise we'll talk more about the Sabres here with Connor, Um, but how many goals against uh, at 5-on-5 do you think the Kraken have allowed over the 10-game point streak? I am going to say 19. Hang on. Think about the question. 10 games. 10 games. Yeah. How many 5-on-5 goals against in the 10 games? Yeah, I would say like 1.9 on average per game. So They've was, given up six oh, in ten games. Six even string goals in six, ten games? Five on five Five on goals. five, yeah. Their power play has surrendered two shorthanded. Okay. Their penalty kill has surrendered three. That's a they lot gave of up one at three on three, and they lost a game in a shootout. 
they have technically given up 13 goals in this 10-game play. Yes, but only six at five-on-five. Marty, I was going to ask the NHL, but I didn't even bother. I'm like, this in this current era has to be one of the most incredible. I mean, granted, Boston probably did it last year in their 9 million point season, but... It's it's incredible. It is absolutely remarkable. I what thought this, I didn't. Yeah. When I answered 19, I thought I'm being good here that they've given up like 1.9 goals of five know, on five I per know, game. I know. And I'm thinking, you 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 looked at me like I had three heads. And three I'm thinking, times. Did I not under, understand the question? Did I not get the assignment correctly here? Man, oh man. Six goals at five Six on five. Six five on five oh, they're, goals they're, in they're a five ten on five games. Team. It's it it is absolutely remarkable. So and it's now, not like they played bad teams either. Like, you look at the no, teams that they've played against. No. I mean, they did play against Vegas at the Winter Classic. They played Dallas. They played the Kings twice. They played, uh, you know, the Calgary Flames, who have, you know, the Florida Panthers. Like, they've beaten those teams and not given up much to any of those teams. It's really impressive. And, again, it's not always been the way for the Kraken this year. Of course, this is part tonight of a six-game homestand for the Sabres, and amidst this homestand, we want to alert you to the game on January the 17th. This is Mental Health Awareness Night, and we're looking at you getting involved in the conversation. There's a pregame panel discussion with founder of Same Here, Eric Cusin. That'll happen over at Lecom Harbor Center, and it'll be followed, of course, by the Sabres and the Hawks game, and we can get you involved, and you can do so by going to Sabres.com slash same here to get your tickets and learn more. With Connor Clifton, as we get set for tonight, it's game one of the homestand, as you know. Uh, Connor, we've seen a big development in the defense core the last couple of games, new pairings. So the only thing Marty and I really want to know is tell us everything you've learned about Matias Samuel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he's he's great. He's, he's really funny. Um, pretty easy to play with, I think. We haven't played too much together, you know, the, I guess since these last two games. But we've been good. We wanted to play direct. We wanted to play fast, close hard, and we just wanted to talk a lot. And I think the first game for us in Montreal, I think it, it went really well. Um, we played good. We, we did exactly what we wanted. We wanted to, you know, one D to D, and then we're getting to the net, right? Um, That's the old, like, Jay yeah. McKee and Rhett Warner. Yeah. <laughs> one D to D, as soon as you go to yeah. two or three, we're in trouble. Exactly, like, just get exactly. it out. Exactly. Be predictable for our forwards. D zone, you know, make – if you have to, you know, relieve pressure on that strong side and get it to him over there on the weak side, mm-hmm. we're going, right? That way the weak side D can activate. We can part of the offense. Um, well, I, you guys had killed penalties together, though, right? Like, you'd been on the ice on the penalty kill, so there was already a little chemistry developing that way. A little, for sure. And I think, you know, sometimes we played with seven, right? Or yeah. we went down to five on an injury. Um, I think we played a little together, but nothing crazy. Never really started a game together. But yeah. I, I think it's – been really good and we we can build from here and i think as a team we finally found our game um i think i've i've said that you know we're a better team than our record indicates um but at the same time right our records what gets us into the playoffs um so we got to grind and claw back to 500 here and we can go you can use our young legs you know obviously a younger team in 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 these hard months coming up win some games and, and find ourselves in a playoff position now, you started the season on the left side, and I, I know that everybody's got to be able to play their offside, but Eric Johnson mentioned at one point he went to you and said, hey, 
like, do you want to switch? And it felt like you got more comfortable on your natural right side. Was that a, a weird conversation to have to say, uh, yeah, help me out here, brother. I need to, I need to move <laughs> over. But, uh, you know, how did that develop? Is that him coming to you, you talking to him? How did that work? Yeah. So, I mean, I hated my first 20, 25 games. Um, I think after we hit 20 games, it's like, okay, you got to find yourself in a new organization. And EJ had come up to me probably a week before that conversation was like, hey, like, it's fine. I think we were in the sauna, and he's like, you know, you sometimes... Sauna takes, conversations yeah, yeah. are always like, the Some, best. <laughs> sometimes it takes wow. 20, 25 games to find yourself. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, don't worry. Just keep grinding, and you're going to find it. And then a couple games after that was when he came up to me. He goes, hey, uh, let's switch. Let's try me on the left, you on the right. Try to get you a little more comfortable. And I think, you know, that was, like, the game where I kind of found my way and I finally started playing the hockey I can play. Yeah. I remember Brendan Montour when he was here in Buffalo. He played the left side a lot. And I would watch him try to get up the ice, but always get it on his backhand. And it, it really limited his, his, his offense. And obviously we know what he had, like the type of season he had last year in Florida. But, but is that one thing, like joining the rush? Is it more in the defensive zone? What's the difference between for you being on the left or on the right? For me, I think... I noticed a couple things. Uh, D zone, when you we break pressure and I get it on that left side, yeah. if I'm if I have full pressure here now, I can't expose the puck to the middle to make a hard pass on my forehand. Now I got to make a play on my backhand, either a backhand pass to the middle or maybe you know jam it up with my forehand if I want to do that. But you had to expose the puck, right? Yeah. And then uh, neutral zone, I noticed when I get that D to D over, basically. I wasn't doing a good job of getting my head up and looking at the strong side. So the first thing I see when the strong side's over here, I'm seeing the weak side. Yeah. So I'm, I try to play a game where, you know, first play you see, you make it, right? And if you're playing against a team that clogs up the middle well, looking to pick off passes, then I got myself in some trouble. And then the last one I think is like ozone blue. If you get like that slow and direct up the wall, it's like, uh-oh, what do I do here? You know, <laughs> you're like thinking you know? the angle with yeah. your sick. Yes, and then... do you want to accept on your backhand and make a quick play to the middle to get a shot, or you want to just, you know, you see this guy coming, you want to take it down, and then again you're on your backhand. But yeah. I mean, at that point, I wanted a really hard rim, right? So I get some time, and I see that guy back under the top of the circles, yeah. and I have some time to go left, right. Every sauna um, discussion, by the way, falls under the umbrella of EJ's sauna discussion yes, yes. because of how he, you know, brought that culture to the team this year. And it has me thinking that Jeff has been a little, you know, not in production mode this year but between two stalls. Like maybe we need EJ's sauna sessions as uh, as the next uh, viral I sensation on our I think that would be a fantastic <laughs> viral uh, video, EJ in the sauna. Yeah, I don't know now, if you guys want to see that. Well, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I used to love the sauna not to spend time in it. Just to shave. Like, it just, mm. like, came off, like... That's from know, a guy just... who hasn't had his hair cut in months. <laughs> exactly. And he's, he's waiting to go bald for bucks, so he's yeah. a little itchy right now. But, uh, uh, but that's a good idea, Duffer. Get on top of it. You described the game so clearly. Like, I, as you're telling Marty all that there, like, I'm just like, wow, anybody that is, a, you know, learning the game or playing the game can really see what you're talking about in those moments. Um, but you also mentioned, like, playing against a certain type of team. Um, do you feel like now collectively the group has that compete that grind whatever that you are match you can match up well against whatever the opponents are throwing at you know what i mean because i think we saw marty's kind of detailed it a few times this year with i don't want to call them trap teams because that's not really a thing anymore but it is neutral it, zone it, it guys, is like it the is, rangers it is right? still like a thing yeah, yeah 
Like, do do you feel like collectively as a group now you're in a better place to attack yeah, that? For yeah, for sure. I think we're you know we're we're running on all cylinders right now, and mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for us is we we fought you know puck management for a lot of games and we're doing such a better job right there's obviously we, we have so much skill up front and we want them to make plays we want them to go score but some situations you know we were trying to make plays when it wasn't there and you know sometimes it you know gave up goals because of it and we've just i think we've we're 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 a different team we were than a month ago um and yeah, I'd put us, I'd put us up, up against anyone right now. Any style, we can, you know, find our way. Do you ever marvel at, uh, and maybe that's the wrong word, but I'm trying to give credit where it's due. Like Seattle's rattled off ten straight games here with points. When you start pre-scouting, like, do you ever just, you know, look at your opponent and go, "Wow, like they're checking a lot of boxes here with what they're doing." Yeah, I mean, we talked about that this morning. Um, I think they dropped a bunch before their win streak. You Eight know? in a row. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's just a little hockey for you. Um, and for us, obviously, you know, we got a hot team coming in our building tonight. Um, it's, it's a good challenge for our group. We just, you know, we played, I thought in Montreal we played great. In Pittsburgh we didn't play as great, right? But we got the saves. Um, Big time. And, and Upi won us a game. Um, and some timely goals, some timely killed penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's what what we've been trying to find, you know, the past, what are we, 39 games, 40 games? 40 games yeah. now, yeah. I never games. know. I'm always uh, looking to duffer. Are we at 38, yeah. 42? Yeah. I'm already, like, in mid mid right now, exactly. <laughs> Get me uh, sits, sits right up. You were cheating over my shoulder earlier because I was trying to look at some stats for you, mostly block shots. And I think I peaked, like, the Rangers game at MSG. You had, like, seven block shots, I think, that night. But I've seen you really get in the way. So two-part question. One, how does it feel when you block a shot? Because I know some guys say it hurts like hell, and some guys are like, that's no big deal, you know, just a little flesh wound or whatever. And two, is that something that you are adding to your game? Was it always there, the blocking shots type of, uh, of, of part of your game? Yeah, I think it's I think it's always been there. I mean, sometimes you go and you get seven blocks, and sometimes you don't have any, right? Not due to lack of trying, but just you know, sometimes the other teams just shoot it at you. Um, whether it's you know getting your stick blocks or you know getting in the lane and and going on an knee and eating a puck. Um, Where I does it hurt the most for me? Yeah. It's my feet. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I hate it in the feet. I even wear those shot blockers on the side. It just feels like it never hits them. Yeah. Um, it always finds the right area. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, by far the feet for me. Um, Do you take your skates off after never, the period? No, never. so you're like, I don't want to do lock it. lock it in, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out later. You got any familiarity with the guys on the other side? Uh, any Massachusetts guys? No? No. Joey no, Gord? Jay Leach. Oh, yeah? my coach in Providence. Yeah, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. saw him over. He was at the bench and uh, skate there. Well, Duffer, you'd be happy to know that uh, I got a Will Borgen signing this morning. He was on the bench, and a bunch of the staff went over to say hi to him. So that's, uh, you know. He's hot. He's hot. But, uh, <laughs> no, so, but okay, so 
do you like playing against guys you know more or guys you have no idea who they are more? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I knew he would say that. He's I so used to love playing right? against yeah. guys I knew. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get you yeah. tonight, and if I miss, I'm so angry. Yeah. You know, especially as a goalie. Like I was like, I don't want him to score because I know him. I don't want him to score because I know him. But eh, that's just a little different, I guess. All right. Um, you watched national championship football last night. Uh, late start. I watched the first three quarters. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of punts in that second half, Marty. Yeah. I was thinking of you, like how, how we would break that down. Was did Owen Power stay up? You think and watch the whole thing? Being a Michigan boy, uh, that he probably is? not. His bedtime's way. Oh, is he really? <laughs> way earlier than mine. Yeah. No way. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. He's what? Like, okay. So, who's the earliest bedtime you think you know of? Is nine thirty as an early bedtime, or is it ten o'clock? Uh, for oh, for me, like for I'm like. What time are you? Like 11. Okay, 10, 11 is not 11, too bad. Yeah. 10, 11, that's not too bad. You get a good eight hours sleep and yeah, then you get going yeah, the next day. Yeah. So what's Owen at? Like 10? Young guy? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's before that. You know. Really? Yeah. Paul Correa of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Modern day Paul yeah. Correa. Well, the, Paul Correa used to no, go to bed at like I'll give him 10.30. 9 o'clock, right? So that it was like midnight Eastern. I think that's what he used to do out west when he was in Anaheim. 9 o'clock bedtime. Unreal. Unreal. Well, he's gonna have to adjust. He's got the West Coast trip coming after the homestand, so <laughs> he'll be in bed at six <laughs> yeah. on the West Coast. <laughs> Great stuff, Connor. Thank you guys. Awesome Sorry. to see you again. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, before that West Coast trip begins, we want you to be here on January the twentieth when Tampa's in. It's a twelve thirty start for kids takeover day. Guaranteed, Owen Power will be wide awake for that one, and there will be fun kid friendly activations throughout the day. And you can see young fans taking over roles like junior reporter and junior in arena hosts. So head to sabers.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Well, that was refreshing. Connor is um, very forthcoming. And honestly, I, I marvel after decades and decades of listening to people talk about the game. Oh. Um, just to be able to simplify it from his personal perspective you know, what it feels like to be playing in different positions, different sides of the ice out there. We, we take it all so much for granted because it all... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela. 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All happened so quickly. I remember when Zach Bogosian was here, and the one thing that he, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but I know he didn't particularly love when he played on his wrong side, was neutral zone. Yeah. Like, and it's just that, that almost like having a little bit of a blind spot, right, when guys are coming onto the ice, and you just – it just didn't make him feel the most comfortable. There's, there's always advantages to situations, but there's always things you have to overcome, too. So, so. a great uh, response on X here by Corey. He says, wow, fantastic insight from Clifton. Appreciate him breaking it down like that and being honest. And, yeah. and that's great. And sometimes I won't, you know, it's not for everybody, but sometimes you have to almost try something else to even return to your natural position and be better at it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I don't know if you watched the Century Golf Tournament over the weekend, Duffer, but the guy that won, Kirk, um, he said he was so disappointed in missing out on the Tour Championship last year mm-hmm. that for months, like, he didn't play right-handed golf at all. He actually played left-handed golf all winter long, and like, all off-season, and he, like, he, his goal was to break 80 as a left-hander. What? His lowest round was an 82. Come on. Okay, and he's out there showing videos of him hitting balls lefty. And he just picked up right-handed golf like a few weeks back. Oh, so my he totally changed his whole approach, and then he goes in and wins the century, which is the uh, the champions tournament in wow. Kapalua in Hawaii and all of that. And he did it in an amazing fashion. That is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. It's one yeah. thing to dabble around with it. Just to... no, 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 not oh. one time oh for like okay. two or three months. What would you shoot if you played wrong-handed? Oh, I mean, two hundred. Uh, I actually, I tried to I'd, make a switch. I, I tried to make a switch to right-handed golf when I was like a teenager because mm-hmm. the clubs were better and yeah. there was more of a variety. Yeah. And so I did it for a little bit. I could, I could hit golf like the driver. Maybe it'd really? be the chipping and the. The, wow. the chipping would be hard, like a wedge, a nine iron. Uh, would I mean, be you, hard, you may pick I it think up it would quick, be like but... one, one thirty, one forty, maybe. Oh, I'd say gosh. I'd shoot one forty. Wow. That's in, that is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, but anyway, so Clifton, like, working from the left side, now all of a sudden it's like, wait, I got to look to the right, not mm-hmm. look to the left. I got to yeah. pick it up. And, and now you've added all these little nuances to your game. You go to the right side and it becomes easy again. It becomes like, oh, th- I, I know my options. Yeah. I can see my options. And sometimes if you need to switch to the left side a little bit, you have that in your bag too. But all of that analysis – came out after he started the answer with a very sauna take no a very hot take on his own game oh yes when he did he, not like it said he hated his first 25 yeah. games that's not an easy thing to admit a lot of guys eh, it's not been great or whatever right like that's really yeah. really honest and i'm, I'm glad you've you know kind of had that little backstory on him and johnson because uh it was insightful and look it's a small sample right now that we've seen from the three pairs yeah. that have played in the last two wins for buffalo um they've had really good goaltending obviously as lukanen and levi have combined to stop 72 of the last 74 but it's uh, it, you know it's only tonight, and then it'll be only the next night, and that's where this focus is. And obviously, we hit the air with pregame coverage tonight at 6.30. We've got halfway to go here on Sabres Live as well. From Key Bank Center, it's game night, Buffalo and the Kraken. Stay with us. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. 
<sighs> wow, that's a sight. Yeah, I just got a text message from the Bottle Rock Festival in uh, California, Napa Valley. Oh, uh, and? Yeah, it's just reminding me when tickets go on sale. Uh, and, I, I, and you can't I, go? Well, I pre-scouted yesterday. I realized that flights are just a little too expensive. <laughs> The whole package is just okay. a little too expensive. Well, I'll give you the a... lineup is really interesting, though. It's got some super cool young talent uh, mixed with, obviously, the high-end veterans that we come to know. Music is just like sports now. Okay. It is just like sports. Honestly, it's awesome. So, so and because actually, it's better. Let me rephrase that. One so. of our uh, one one of our our sponsor is Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Yes. Um, I was just seeing a, a billboard coming in that uh, you know in the month of March, <laughs> Sticks is going to be at the Seneca Niagara. Yes. And I'm like, oh, maybe that would be a fun. As long as we don't hear Sticks at uh, Highmark Stadium on Sunday, we're good. Uh, why is the that? Steelers play Renegade every time they try to amp the oh, defense okay, up? Well, so. Oh, I, I, well, that's not big NFL guy. guy over here. Big Bills guy, but not a Steelers <laughs> guy. Uh, my sigh of the day uh, is. I By the way, that was reflective of the weather. So I was hoping that I was yeah. catching people driving around, going, "Oh, uh, that's exactly how I feel." It feels like groomy and dark today. But yeah. um, I just saw an Amanda Stein, who is a uh, Devils uh, beat reporter. writer, be, yep. uh, Devils, that says that Jack Hughes will be out. Weeks, mm-hmm. not months, so it's not bad, but still weeks for the mm-hmm. New Jersey Devils. Hey, PJ, Sabres, uh, PJ producer Jeff was already all over that. That was in the uh, was I, in the group yeah, text. Yeah. Here, it's hard for me to keep up with the group text, but I'll tell you this: if there's a time for the Sabers to say, hey, "Let's make a, a move forward," and all these teams that are caught in a cluster right now, including the Devils, maybe they, you know, there's still a few wheels that are not, you know, running as as perfectly as they want. That's yeah. the time to do it. Glad you kept clustered two syllables there the standings uh, show buffalo at uh, 38 points right now but it is as you say a log jam because now after pittsburgh winning last night the flyers losing which is helpful in that regard in that it was a regulation game between those two pittsburgh washington detroit new jersey all at 44 tampa's in a 43 they've actually tampa's the only team buffalo's got games at hand on so you, you know you view that as a positive montreal's wedged in there as well and I think you did say it on the broadcast the other night that if anybody, in your opinion, was going to fall out of the current top eight, you saw Philadelphia. But, and this is more of a uh, a for-the-future type of yes. deal, the Flyers and Ducks crafted a deal last night that more teams should be willing to create, in my opinion. Well, a, it was because a, a, of a need, but right. Yes. But I think, I think we'd be naive to think that within every organization in sports, everybody is completely happy about where they sit and what their future looks like in an organization. And there are personality clashes and professional clashes and anything that can happen along the way. So if you recognize that it may not be a good fit between you and a certain player slash prospect then why not look elsewhere for the benefit, most importantly, of your group? But at the end of the day, try to further everybody's career. I think Drysdale to the Flyers oh. for Cutter Goche to the Ducks is a very, very, very interesting, potentially exciting, potentially two decades from now trade where we look back and go, wow, that was pretty neat. 
Well, we've seen some of those trades, right? It was uh, Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson one time, oh, Columbus yeah. and uh, Nashville. Like You're like, whoa, this is uh, big hitters. I remember Brian Berard and Wade Redden, mm-hmm. right? The year right after the they got drafted, yep. they were one and two. Hey, you know what? We like your guy better, and maybe you're like ours. Let's make a deal, right? The Ottawa Senators and the New York Islanders. That's happened. Now, this was – obviously, it took months for the Flyers to – come to the realization that, okay, we're going to trade this guy. So Cutter Godier gets tra- drafted by the Flyers a year and a half ago, first-round pick. He, you know, last summer didn't want to go to a development camp. You know, he wanted to focus on his college year or whatever, but never really hinted in the media that Flyers weren't his choice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you fast-forward a few months, I guess his agent, and his camp, I've told the Flyers, we don't want to play in Philadelphia. We don't want to sign with you guys. Don't know that there was really a, a, a reason for that, mm-hmm. like other than people speculating that maybe it has to do with John Tortorella or a rookie GM and Danny Briere or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Briere and Jones went over to Sweden two weeks ago to see Carter Godier at the World Juniors. Yep. He won gold medal. Yep. And his agent made it... Uh, made basically Godier unavailable. He said, no, you're not talking to him. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I can tell you from my own experience, when in 1995 I was about to get drafted. So I get to Edmonton, I meet with a ton of teams. That same summer, Marty Brodeur was in a contract negotiation with the New Jersey Devil mm-hmm. and Lula Moriello. We had the same agent. Gilles Lupien was my agent, was Marty's agent. So one morning at breakfast, Lula Moriello said to my agent, uh, you know, talking over Brother, Brother's contract, he said, oh, and by the way, I'd like to meet with uh, Marty Piran for the draft. My agent goes, you're not meeting with Marty. Number one, you're being a total jerk about Marty Brother and his contract, so I'm not doing you a favor. Number two, why would you s- draft him? You yeah. have this guy for 15 years. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we're not doing that. And yeah. so I was fine with it. Looking back, should you stop somebody from speaking to a team? Probably not. Right? Just have the interview, whatever. Yeah. You meet new people. Yep. So I don't know what's happening with Cutter Godi other than the fact that he said he didn't want to play for Philly. He actually said Philly was his hometown team because his mom was from Philadelphia. And then yeah. six months later, he said, I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan my whole yeah. childhood. Like, there was a lot of mixed That's messages. That's the Tuomo pajama story that we'll share for another day. So. Yeah, but it's a... It's a it was very conflicting stories happening right now. I guess we'll know more. But look, Drysdale like, wasn't happy with the Ducks. I mean, exactly. we sat there all summer with Dregs talking, or not, or we talked all summer. Dregs yeah. was in the cabin. And then, you know, once Darren came back, the situation still wasn't resolved. And obviously, Jamie had injury issues, but it yes. was far beyond that with the Ducks, who are an incredibly deep team when it comes to high-pick young defensemen. So this was a luxury for them to be able to make this kind of move on the heels of being bold enough at the draft to pick up Carlson yeah. where they did. Like, it's really I interesting. Did. And the whole reason I bring this up, sorry to interrupt, no, no, it, no, the whole did. reason I bring this up is because our fan base here in Buffalo is constantly asking on social platforms, when do they make a decision? Who's got the most value? And yeah. and, how, and how do you move? Now, I get it. This is a different dynamic where you might have had two unhappy participants in each or non-participants, whatever you want to describe Drysdale and, and Goche as. But the fact of the matter is everyone has known for years that Buffalo can't put all of these kids into the lineup. At the same time, it's not going to happen. They have to grow. They can't continue to, like Don said, being young is getting old. They can't bring yes. in five more 
20-year-olds next year and not have the experience. But you're going to bring in a couple, which means you're going to make decisions on other guys. And you were talking about this during the World Juniors. Which prospect holds the most value? Like, and I think it's really hard to look at a roster on any given day and say, okay, I think we need to move off of this guy and trade for this. Does this, like, does this type of trade give you reason to pause and look at the Sabres and go, you know what? That's a bold move. Like, I'd be willing to trade somebody that we took in this year's draft because it's still going to take them two to three more years to get to the NHL. I'd like to trade somebody right because Goche is behind Drysdale, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, but not, but by, not by much because Jamie didn't play trade. much due to injury. Yeah, but like, if you keep trading some of these incredibly high picks, right? Like the Wahlbergs or the, the Oslins or whatever yeah. for somebody who's like 24. And can help fill a role right now. Anyway, I'm just wondering if you thought about it in that well, context. Well, no, just so. uh, one thing. Like, uh, I think it's Miss Buffalo yesterday says. Miss oh, Buffalo? Miss Buffalo. Chris what year? 716. I don't know. Ms. <laughs> MS Buffalo. Oh, it's Miss uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. It's completely yeah. different. It's different. But anyway, I <laughs> uh, said that, oh, you know, Sabres could have offered more, right? Uh, here's the thing. Like, Jimmy Drysdale's an NHL player. He's 21 and has a lot. And he got a second-round pick on top of it. Yeah. Like, they, they said, well, maybe they should have offered Henry Yokiaryu and Noah Oslin. The Flyers weren't taking Henry Yokiaryu and Noah Oslin for Carter Godia. They wanted a standout, mm-hmm. like, 20, 21-year-old NHL experienced yeah. guy, not yeah. a prospect in mm-hmm. the, the return. So that's yep. one thing. So, you know, you, you, you make the deal. Look, I've heard mixed reaction also on the Carter Gaudier front, like how he is and some of the, you know, if he's ever going to be that type of guy. But hot take. I read somewhere one of the West Coast experts, I, I was looking for it, I can't find it, saying, well, this Carter Gaudier trade just made it easier to trade Trevor Zegers out of Anaheim. And I'm like, oh, my, well, okay, yes. I, I'm not sold on Trevor Zegers yet as a top-end player. I no, think he's, a, he's no. a skilled player, but I don't know that he's the top-end <laughs> player that we, that everybody thinks he's going to be. But He is. Well, let's just see. The jury's still out on him, but maybe it's a hot take saying that, oh, well, because you got a unbelievable prospect coming in, now it makes Trevor Zegers expandable. You know what debate uh, producer Jeff is trying to fuel here? What is he? Taking issue with my use of a certain word. Great. No. As it pertained to Dreger and where he was in the summer. Cabin? See? Jeff immediately says cottage. Cottage, Jeff, yes. I'm going to give you a little Canadian geography lesson. Cottages are reserved for Ontarians. When you're a Westerner like Dregs, it's cabins. Well, so, yeah, but Dregs goes to a cottage in uh, northern Ontario. Um, so. My guess is Dregs spends some Western Canadian, central to Western Canadian uh, hours. Or, or so he spends time at You don't get into too many uh, country bar fights in no. in the uh, in the kind of the Hamptons, if you will, the Muskoka. Throat punch. Throat yeah. punches. That's, that's what you do in West. No, but I'll tell you this. Drex probably goes to Bob McKenzie's cottage and Pierre Lebron's cottage. Uh, but when he goes out West, Do the insiders the get cabin. along? Oh, yeah. Next on they, <laughs> Big Debates in LeBron Hockey. likes the wine and Bobby Margarita likes, obviously, the, the margarita stuff. Uh, how does one reel it back to tonight? After a diversion path we just went down. Well, maybe that's the diversion that we all need. 
is, you know what, it's not, it, sometimes it's about having fun. And I think the Sabres, for me, Ooh. the last two games have had fun. Okay, but they've also played in high-stress moments. I mean, that Pittsburgh game, that third period, is about as high-stress as you're going to get. Yeah. You're nursing a one-goal lead. You're trying to win two in a row for the first time in months. You get handed a five-on-three. Two of your guys go to the box at the same time. It's a full five-on-three against Sidney Crosby and company. And they score. And they score despite your almost unbelievably best efforts. That is really, really high-stress potential for major disappointment slash letdown moment, and they didn't. No, they didn't, and they, uh, you know, they dug their heels in, and they relied on a great performance by Uko Pekalukinen yep. late, making the saves that he needed to make, and so, yeah, to me, that's the key to the game, and, and look, as a goalie, that's fun. Like, I don't care what they say, it's stressful, but it is so much more rewarding and fun yep. when you're like, bring it on, I got this, right? I got this, and, and I think UPL and Levi have felt that way the last three games. All right, back in a moment here on Sabres Live, we'll uh, throw some one-words the pleasant kind at Marty we after are? this. I think so. Maybe. Stay with us. Nothing else comes close. Well, Marty, it just dawned on me that this show on a daily basis should come with a wind warning, which is uh, what is happening in the area. Yep. So we encourage everybody to uh, lock it down and be safe uh, today in your travels and through the next uh, 24 hours, presumably. Uh, I am curious as to why I always get spam risk phone calls during our final commercial break. Like, are these people that actually just want to call into the show or, you know, it's all kind of weird. So I'm not sure about that either. And it leads us completely uh, indirectly mm -hmm. into one word. Oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> On a game night, it's Buffalo and Seattle tonight. And our first one word, not more than one. In fact, it's just too many. Like simultaneous. Whoa. Too many men on the ice penalties by Boston and Colorado in their head-to-head -head clash last night. Okay, one word is a combined word. Well, not combined, but it'll be two. Is Johnny Murray. And Johnny Murray is a linesman in the NHL. Yes. There's number 95. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's uh, from Quebec City. He was there in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League when I was playing a long time ago in the mid-90s. And uh, he likes to put on a show as a linesman. Mm -hmm. And yesterday... All of a sudden, he blows the whistle in the middle of the play, and he's skating over, and he's too, like he's doing two hands that gesture at the same time. Like it's like too many men, but on both sides, on both teams. So I'm thinking, like, what is going on now? I get it. Colorado clearly had too many because mm -hmm. the one guy jumped on the ice and intercepted a pass. Yeah. I still don't know where Boston had too many men, but, hey, they decided to call it. Uh, by the way, the Colorado uh, production truck, yeah. like here, like our producer Joe Pinter would show like an all 12 of the ice and basically said airs yeah. they didn't have it they did not come up with the evidence i still don't know how it worked first time in over 17 years that we've seen coincidental <laughs> too many men on the ice penalties that game was wild by the way yes. ended up going to a shootout the big 
train, Val Nachushkin, simply cannot be stopped right now as Colorado Jeremy emerged Swayman victors. Jeremy Swayman was really good. He was. He was he pretty good. He made save on Kel McCarr. Yeah, yeah. He hit his blocker. Was, he didn't actually make really the save good. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One word. False. He made the save. <laughs> William Nylander. Forever a Maple Leaf. One word. Um, justified. Yeah. I think uh, $11.5 million. I get it's a lot of money, but William Nylander is a fantastic hockey player. And I think... Um, his negotiation style, I want to be Willie Nylander and negotiate like him. I don't want anybody to tell me what I should get or not get. He dug his heels, wanted 11 and a half, no movement clause, a lot of bonus. Go for it. Are you proud of me? That you brought it up? No, went 54 minutes without me bringing up Will Borgen tonight. You did. Oh. I didn't. It's Buffalo and Seattle. We'll see you at <laughs> 630 on MSG. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.